Goff's three minute. Your story. As soon as you saw the title of this podcast and that it was about Play-Doh, instantly your mind went to those yellow cups with bright lids. You could probably even smell that distinct scent and picture mashing it in your hands, maybe even taste it. And don't act like you didn't taste it. Play-Doh is so embedded in childhood that years later we can still recall it so vividly. Play-Doh was actually around for decades before anyone played with it, and it actually has a history quite different from the brightly colored clay that we play with today. In 1933, the Kudol Products Soap Company in Cincinnati, Ohio was on the brink of going out of business, and then owner Cleo McVicker made a deal with Kroger grocery stores to manufacture and sell wallpaper cleaner. Demand was high for a wall cleaner, as many still heated their homes with coal, leaving a black sooty substance on the surface of nearly everything in their house. McVicker and his brother Noah went to work in the design lab and came up with a water-salt flour compound that was malleable and did the trick. It came in one color, off-white. For the next 20 years, Kudol products stayed successful with their wallpaper cleaner, but as the 50s began, many families switched from coal to oil and gas to heat their homes, and in post-war America, they no longer needed a little ball of clay to help get coal dust off their walls. By 1955, McVicker had passed and his son Joseph took over the struggling family business. His sister-in-law, a school teacher, mentioned adding color and marking the clay as a constructive play object rather than a cleaner. She'd been using it with her students for several years. When Joseph went to the school and saw students creating with his clay, he was sold. The overall haul from cleaner to toy was easy as the infrastructure was already in place to produce this clay it just needed new marketing. So in 1956, McVicker founded the Rainbow Crafts Company and began marketing Play-Doh to Cincinnati area schools in the three primary colors, red, yellow, and blue. While a local sensation, McVicker did not have the budget to market in a larger area. That is until he made a deal with Bob Keeshan, who promised to use it once a week on his children's TV show. You've probably never heard of Bob Keeshan, but you probably know him as Captain Kangaroo. Once kids all over the country saw Captain Kangaroo creating structures from Play-Doh, sales skyrocketed, and Rainbow Craft struggled to keep up with the demand. By 1964, Rainbow was shipping over 1 million cans of Play-Doh a year. General Mills bought the company the following year, and it has since moved through several companies until its current home at Hasbro. It was introduced into the Toy Hall of Fame in 1998 and is estimated that over 2 billion cans have been bought since 1955. That's over 700 million pounds. And if put through the Play-Doh Fun Factory, it could wrap around the earth 300 times. Today, Play-Doh comes in dozens of colors with play sets and tools to shape, carve, and mold. Hasbro's even trademarked the scent. And yes... Plato even has an app for that. Class dismissed. This podcast written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Ward County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs>